Hey, welcome to the Everyday Mulemanship Podcast. My name is Ty Evans, and today my awesome wife, Skye, is here. Hello. And our good friend, Megan Mensing, is here. Hi, everybody. To visit with us, and um, we want to talk about Megan and her awesome mule, Nelly. Uh, we've had Megan on the podcast before. I can't remember which episode it is, but if you go back toward the... Uh, toward the know, beginning. When did we... I can't remember it when it was. It was toward the beginning of when I started these podcasts. Um, anyways, we had a great interview with Megan before, and we wanted to have her on again. So, Megan, thanks for hanging out with us again. Thanks again for having me. <laughs> we are in Iowa right now, and Megan drove all the <laughs> way from Colorado to come hang out here. Shane bought a new mule. He did. Bought out of Olin, Timber Valley so Mule Company. It. So a half, so he's a brother, half brother to Nelly, half brother to my mule Riata. So cupcake. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, so he's awesome, but we want to know. I guess I'll let Sky kind of lead this one. Um, we want to kind of talk about Nelly, and you raising her. So let's go way back, way back. How many years ago? I don't know. Um, four years ago, when you just what made you want to raise a mule? And what made you, like, how, how did you decide that you wanted to, uh, you know, the jack and the, the mare, and how did all this come to pass? So let's go way back. So way back would probably be four and a half, five years ago. Um, had Henry our first mule that we got from Ty and Sky, and started thinking about babies after you um, won Riata. Yeah. And truth or consequences. American Mule Trainer Challenge. We don't talk about that a whole lot anymore, huh? It's the been challenge. so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. I always I forget I did it. I did it. And just seeing all of those Olin Colts there, um, I had always it's had always been a dream of mine to start my own colt. I had always envisioned getting a weanling, but then the thought of breeding and raising my own came about, and I had a really good friend in Pueblo who had a sweet. Just a great quarter horse mare, but just a really good mare, great disposition. And I had seen, you know, over the years, three of her colts that hit the ground. Great confirmation, and she was just a great mare. Um, very easy to get in with, mess with her babies. Didn't bother her much. Her name so. is Sugar. Sugar. For a very good reason. Yep. She's very sweet. She is very sweet. And so, you know, my friend and surprisingly my husband said, let's breed Sugar. And so started talking Nate and Tara Medcalf and Wayne Lackey and the rest is history. Started figuring out how to get frozen semen shipped to Colorado. And um, I live in Gunnison, Colorado, which is very small. Um, but lucky for me, my vet, her specialty and passion is repro. So Reproduction. Yes. <laughs> Short for. <laughs> so, yeah. So we... Um, didn't take on the first time, but the second time Sugar took, and it was actually at the clinic, the second clinic, that we did the ultrasound like three weeks later, and we could see it had taken. I forgot it hadn't taken the first time. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that too. That was a little scary. Yeah. <laughs> God dang it. A little stressful. <laughs> yep, but we got it figured out the second shot, and it was a go from there, and Sugar actually went back to Pueblo to my friend's house for the winter. And then we brought her back in the spring, about a month and a half before she was due. 
and we For actually those who don't know Gunnison gets really cold in the winter time so like 30 below yeah <laughs> so we decided to send her back where she was at home and comfortable and much warmer and we brought her back around Easter and I live in a HOA where you technically can have two animals on your property had about an acre and we, we set up curl panels around my house or just in an area by my house where we could actually look out the guest room window and see sugar and we set up um, a video camera so I had it an app on my phone that no matter where I was I could check on sugar and see how things were going and sweet so the first night she started showing some some shine some signs but some shines some shines <laughs> <laughs> that stuff but she fooled me so I been a sleepless night but then the next night you know she had started waxing and um i remember the, when she laid down it was very different than the other times and i told my husband i said sugar's gonna have her baby and he said wake me up when she has it <laughs> i said you're gonna miss it and i ran into our son chain's room and barely got the door open and he was jumping up throwing a sweatshirt on and <laughs> running down and so they all went down to the guest room where they could see and um, by the time I put my boots on and got out there, Nellie was pretty much on the ground and just helped pull the sack off. And we had gotten a lot of rain, um, the couple nights before she was born. And so the ground was pretty slippery, but that girl was up within 20 minutes. It wasn't even a struggle. I mean, she just hit the ground Long running. Long legs. <laughs> she was a big baby. She was, um, she was born about two o'clock in the morning on May 22nd. And my vet came out late morning, early afternoon, and her vet tech, who raises quarter horses, she said, how old is she? She looks <laughs> like she's a week old. She did, She was not scrawny. She was not ribby. She came out ready to go. But how big is Sugar? So Sugar's like, only 14-1. And knowing that Olin throws some big babies, I figured <laughs> breed to 14-1, I might get 15 hands. <laughs> and Megan and her family are tall. Tall people, not like Ty and I in our families. No, I'm about five ten. Um, my husband's six two, and my son Shane, who just turned thirteen, is already just shy of five eight. But we all kind of laughed because you know they got giant Riata. Yeah, and... big. she's too big for me. <laughs> she needs to be Shane's. <laughs> yeah. So we laughed, saying, "Knowing my luck, I'm going to breed sugar and have a really short mule for my tall family." But. Nelly at three, I think, is about 15, three already. She's a big, big kid. So tell everybody about your first thoughts of Nellie's color. I was going to say, she <laughs> came out a whole different look than she is today. We had absolutely no idea what color she was when she was born. So sugar is... Sugar's a Palomino. Palomino. And Olin is what, red like road. a reddish... Yeah. I'm kind of a red roan. Light red. red. So, yeah, so and, you didn't know what it was going to be. But yeah, Nellie came out um, almost a chestnutty looking color. I'm not know. quite sure. She had blue eyes. She had blue eyes and pink eye like skin. Um, like I remember her eyelids being real pink. I just remember you saying, Megan, that whatever happened, you just didn't want a white, <laughs> white mule. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care what color she was as long as she wasn't wasn't, wasn't white. Well, white with pink eyes with the pink and skin. It's hard to. Just yeah, take care of and yeah. So I remember Megan sending me a picture. I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> yeah, I remember Skye. <laughs> and no one's saying anything. It's, it's white, you 
<laughs> well, and when <laughs> she was born and she was wet, she looked red and she looked like a sorrel. And so I remember calling Wayne and or texting him saying, "Got a little sorrel, Molly." And then I had to text him back going, "Wait, never I mind." Don't, I, and I, I don't know. She's not red, but she's, I don't know what color she. She grew up to be gorgeous. Nellie is very pretty mule. She's a really palomino. light, light, light palomino, flaxen yep. mane. Yep. She's been getting a little bit darker every summer and her mom did that too her mom's at like dark golden palomino so mm -hmm. um but she, i mean her first as a yearling she was very almost white in this winter time yeah and then each summer she sheds out a little bit darker so tell tell us about what you guys did you know while she was with her mother and what you did when you weaned her and let's just climb the ladder all the way up to today um you know, so when she hit the ground, I was right there, pulled the sack off, dried her off, and she pretty much had hands on her from the get-go. Um, you know, we had a full halter that we put on, you know, with supervision, so she was haltered the day she was born that day, um, less than 24 hours old, and just a couple minutes at a time, take it off. She didn't have a chance to be wild. <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> She's, she had, I remember you Showing pictures of Noah and Shane all over her out there. Yep. Petting on her and just right off the bat. And so, family. yeah, so Noah was three and a half, four, or just turned four when she was born. And, you know, you kind of want to automatically shush a kid and make him be calm and quiet. And then I was like, nah, go ahead. <laughs> so, still to this day, Noah's her best buddy. He can climb up on the fence. She'll bring her big head over mm -hmm. she loves him to scratch her ears for her um we have a border collie blue healer so his name is rooster for rooster cogburn best dog ever super cool dog so he was always around her so she grew up you know with him i remember you having just tarps and things just um thrown about <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and when you have kids, it's great. They got super creative. We went to the dollar store, so we even got the little pinwheels on the stick. And so we stuck those in throughout the yard, hung them on the gates. Um, we had a kiddie pool that we put little rubber floating ducks in. <laughs> and she'd go over and play in the water with the rubber ducks. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> they thought of everything. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I remember um, one day I came home from work. Um, she was a couple weeks old. And... You know, I had tarps hanging on the fences, but I threw a tarp on the ground and sat down in my camp chair and I just thought I'd see what she'd do if she might walk over it. And she walked and she sniffed and stepped on it and pawed it, walked to the middle of it and promptly laid down and rolled on the tarp. <laughs> and, I, and I just remember sitting there in my camp chair going, wow, this is the easiest tarp training I've ever done in my life. It doesn't always go that way. No. In the clinics. No, no. <laughs> Um, we've had, we've had one pee on the tarp. Do you remember that? Oh, no. In the clinic? <laughs> what was that at? <laughs> I can't remember. I feel like, was it in Ohio or I can't last remember. fall? If you guys, if you're listening and your meal peed on our tarp, <laughs> remind me of it because I can't remember that. Yep. But, yeah, I don't remember that. Huh. So. We had the pen that she was born in, but then we did like an electric fence around part of the yard. And so it kind of encompassed some trees. And so I remember watching her just, you know, just her natural playing, watching her do flying lead changes, you know, loping between all the trees and mm -hmm. laughing. Maybe she'll be a barrel racer. And <laughs> she just, it was pretty great, you know, having her right there on my property. 
them. I don't keep them there now, but it was great to have her born right there because we were constantly out there. I always give Megan crap. I'm trying to get her to have her meals at her property. <laughs> but she likes to mow her lawn, her giant lawn. <laughs> so. It's not that giant. That's a problem. Well, bigger than ours. <laughs> we don't have one. <laughs> the lawn part, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, last night when we went to dinner, I think it was last night when I can't remember. But you just, I, I forgot that she had she had kind of kind of pulled away from you a few times. She did. I forgot. I forgot <laughs> all about that. And you would have no idea. I mean, that mule is obedient now. I'd have no idea that that happened. So, remind me about that. Um, it was probably when she was like a year, year and a half. There was probably a four to six month period where she just out of the blue would kind of turned her nose and she was gone bye bye and she, i mean she was so big there was no stopping her and i just remember freaking out calling sky going oh my gosh she just bolted on me i, a, I created a, a bolter <laughs> i know um Ty's gonna kill me <laughs> well and that's part of it you know you raise your own mule i mean you only have yourself to blame and i was like oh shoot <laughs> well, yeah, i can't even blame this on this anybody <laughs> um yeah so, yeah so where i got them from they, they did it yeah right <laughs> So, I mean, it was just kind of like a phase, you know, she yeah. just... They just have to find their place, I feel like. Yeah, you know yeah. what? You need to mention um, when you did wean her um, about her nanny. Oh. <laughs> her nanny? N yeah. Nanny Franny. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> you gotta um, mention Franny. We gotta mention Franny. <laughs> so Franny's our little standard donkey that we rescued from Cheer Rescue. Uh, from Billy and Scott over in Brighton, Colorado. And so when we brought Sugar to our property, I brought Franny, her little standard donkey, over. And she had, she was in rescue. She had two babies already. By the time I think she was four, way too young. And that was, you know, that was the promise. We would never ever breed her. Um, but she already had that mothering instinct. And so, you know, we brought her as a companion to Sugar to the house so she'd have a buddy. Um, but then with the intention of when we weaned, you know, we would completely take Sugar away back to Pueblo, which is about three hours away from our house. And so, um, Franny was in the pen next door the day that Nellie was born. So she's always been around and, you know, when she was a little bit older, a couple weeks, you know, we'd start turning the three of them out together. Um, I had planned on weaning Nellie when she was six months old, but by the time she was four months old, she was couple inches shorter than sugar she was and almost just, the same size she was <laughs> sucking the life out of sugar so <laughs> um and eating just fine on her own too so at four months we decided to wean her um and that was a great transition um you know we loaded sugar and my older horse at that time ben he would go over to pueblo to winter as well so we loaded the two of them up and my husband took off and i stayed there and I have a video of just the most pathetic little bray of I'm missing my mommy and then <laughs> that was the end of it and then she just kind of was comforted by Franny and Danny Franny yeah Nanny Franny, Nanny yeah. Franny and they've been best buds ever since um so that was that was a great um situation to be able to have that other animal that she knew and was close with it was not a traumatic weaning experience at all so nanny franny nanny franny good so sky what's your next what do you want to take so 
mentioned the bolting. Uh-huh. And I do remember Megan feeling like she just ruined her mule forever and ever. <laughs> and it's like Jack here, too, the new yep. little yearling they just bought. He's, a, you know, has, has a little trouble here and there. But such a change they can make in a short amount of time. So oh, I yeah. guess, you know. They're babies. Yeah. You can't judge them off of... I feel like they just need to test their boundaries and... And we can hear the kids in the background running yeah, around. Yeah, we're, we're recording this in our trailer and they got the kids running around. So <laughs> forgive our sound. Just This is real life. I'm going to tell them to shut it. You we're, guys keep talking. Okay. We're both moms and, and the kids are out there with uh, babysitter Shane. <laughs> but anyway, so I guess, you know, where did you go from there after learning that, you know, don't, don't think all hope is lost? No. Um... <laughs> Well, and I think from the very beginning, you know, we just started, you know, just trying to make her soft, just, you know, working on flexion and, you know, moving the hinds, leading, um, you know, keeping some space, not crowding, which is really, really hard mm -hmm. when you have a cute, fuzzy little baby. And um, Megan that is just... the hardest part right yeah. there. We was talking to, uh... sorry, Sky, you want to say? I was just going to say, and Megan just wants to snuggle her all day, and Nellie just wants her to be holding her all day <laughs> the hardest piece like i see this in the clinics and i was telling shane about this yesterday with his new this new yearling is you know when they when these mules are babies they'll they'll side up to their moms and like drop their shoulder into their mothers mm -hmm. and they look to the outside so they're seeking comfort from their mom so they get up to, on the side of them for some comfort you know and then, then they're looking out to whatever's scaring them and then Usually, like if you ever seen one wean naturally, where the mother just kicks it off, the mother starts to line that stuff out and says, mm -hmm. no, you can't push me. The problem, we wean them, and then we spend all this time just, you know, just us and them, and we forget to do that. And then they get pushing bad. Like that's the, that's what I was telling Shane with his, you know. That's one of the most challenging things. And then also, it is really cute. <laughs> when they're that little, mm -hmm. you know, you're like, oh, I just want to pet them in. And, um, well, you see people, you know, you see videos all the time of people having them in their laps and, and oh. picking up their front legs, putting them on their shoulders and all these things when they're yeah, little. I remember seeing something about that. Somebody was putting their shoulder, their legs up on their shoulders. I'm like, and it's just so a... cute when they're little. Yeah. It's not going to be cute when they're 16 hands. And, <laughs> but one thing I wanted to mention about the babies while we're on this stage is, how important it is not to give them a label like so many people label them like oh this is going to be a this is a scared mule or even this is a really friendly mule or this is a pushy mule and now it's Gen a bolter mule. bolter mm -hmm. like don't label babies that's like labeling a child like oh no that kid's you know like a, like a little swayze you know swayze's five and she we can't give her labels you know mm -hmm. you can't say she's this way She's a kid. She's going to change in well, three months. Changes every... All the time. So often, yeah. And same thing with the mules. They change so... And they change even quicker than a human, you know? So it's really important not to give them labels. And that's hard because you want to. Like It's just like the human in you wants to say... I don't know. It's like it makes you want to... Yeah. It makes you feel like they are going to be that way forever. 
like making <laughs> thinking, oh my gosh, <laughs> I ruined her. <laughs> I mean, the first time it was just like, oh no, that happened. <laughs> but the second and the third time was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, oh no. Well, in one of the times that she bolted was in Gunnison right before your clinic. I oh, want to really? say it was even... Mm-hmm not this year, but last year as a two-year-old, we were just walking to go into foundation and all of a sudden she just turned her head and she was gone. And (laughs) I didn't know about that. You didn't know about it until we came in (laughs) and I was like, Oh man. And here I am, you know, the host of the clinic and yeah, I follow Ty's baby. (laughs) I'm like, Oh no, I didn't even make it to the clinic. (laughs) They just gotta, you know, keep you on your toes sometimes. Well, it's hard not to get thinking a certain way about them. But it's like I was talking to that gal after the clinic today, and she's working with a four-year-old. And I was even telling her, you know, like you don't don't make a thing. Like it's the mule isn't a certain way. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't label them, and that's hard. It's really hard not to do that. So, well, let's see. So we're up to what? She's a yearling. Yep. We're up to so. What about saddling and? I mean, when when did you get a saddle on the first time? I want to say she probably was a yearling. Um, so we just started with Noah's little kid saddle, and I mean, I started off pretty young, putting on you know like a winter blanket just because I had one for Franny, you know. So I I just did everything I could think of with her. Like at some point, you know, what might I have to do? Mm-hmm. Um, I I actually had her in a two horse straight load when she was a week old without her mom. I just kind of had the lead rope around her butt and said, let's go. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I was prepared. Her mom was behind her, you know, and I was prepared if she wouldn't go right in, you know, having mom out in front where I could open the door and she could see her. But, you know, even by a week old, you know, just having her haltered and working on leading, you know, she came right into the trailer nice and calm, just loved on her a little bit and backed her out. So, you know, we just tried to do a lot. So I had, you know, put a winter blanket on her, you know, I just messed with um when she was really young taking the lead rope around her cinch area you know pulling it tighter and tighter and so you know she didn't mind cinch pressure at all when we got to the point of putting a saddle on because i'd already done it with a lead rope um so yeah she didn't ever really care when i put a saddle on um you know i always tried to you know start with a smaller step and build to it so it was never one big traumatic scary event and then we just got to the point where I'd put a little saddle on her to do all my groundation. Groundation. New word. <laughs> New word. I like it. Did I mention I drove 15 hours here? She, Megan still hasn't caught up on sleep yet. Ty <laughs> made me sleep two hours. <laughs> There's the kids again. Yet yeah, we got there at like 1.30 in the morning, 1.45 at the rest stop at oh the gosh. horse motel where Ty and Sky were and unloaded. And then Ty made her get up at 5.30 and hit the road again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then, you know, at that point as a yearling, we'd put on a little saddle and do our foundation groundwork. Your groundation. Foundation groundwork? <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, and another thing I remember uh, that you can mention is that you did a lot of ponying, right? Yes. Um, even at four months, um, before she was weaned at four months, you know, we'd take Sugar out on a trail ride and pony Nelly <clears throat> off of her. So she was ponied off her mom. Um, 
And I always had a lead rope on her. I know sometimes people let a baby run around, but mm. I've heard of too many people getting kicked by the baby. Yeah. That's a and bad idea. I've seen some bad. When people just let those babies just fall all along. And I understand the idea because I, I have done it and I learned from it. Um, can I tell a story about that? Absolutely. This is my podcast. Of course I can. <laughs> Why are you asking me? This is my podcast. This is my show. No. <laughs> but I remember when I was, I don't know how old I was. I was, I was probably only eight or nine, but I had a, had a young young mule. And we were out. Um, I was on a, one of these organized rides and letting it run around. And I remember it kicked a guy, kicked him in his, in his kneecap. I busted his kneecap. I felt so bad. It was yours? Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Or, you know, me and my families, you know. But I felt so bad about that. But anyways, yeah, now they got to be on lead rope. I remember a particular ride, too, where, you know, there's a little yearling or so running around just tormenting everyone else. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they think it's nice and to let them just kind of... Well, that, their philosophy is let them check it out. Let, let them save it. I mean, I mean, I get it, but... They're going to spend their life on lead rope or well, under saddle. Having well. some structure, yep. I think, is good. Just like with kids, you know, you don't, out in the public, maybe, you don't have them running wild. You like them to... On a leash? Yeah, on a leash. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like those little backpacks. Remember yes. Did, did we ever have those? When the no, but one of your friends had it, and I thought it was... A Hilarious. backpack with a leaf, my great idea. I have considered it for Swayze, <laughs> particularly. Still. still. Yeah, yeah, She's right now. Still on leash. But. No, but I think I think it's good for them to learn to lead, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Not so. just to kind of... You know, I ponied her a lot, but then I also would um, just hike and lead her. You know, and we'd get to a couple points once in a while where you'd get to a creek and she wouldn't want to go right over the creek, but you could make everybody else move across the creek and she'd have the draw yep. to go across the creek but I still had the pressure of the lead rope and so we worked through a lot on the ground um, before we ever did it under saddle yeah so. she got a lot of experience before ever getting on mm -hmm. so speaking of getting on where were we let's talk about that Trace Piedras New Mexico <laughs> this year it worked out perfectly because we were there for a clinic just before Megan's, um, the Trace Piedras, New Mexico, was a trail clinic. But we just, in the afternoons, did little cult starting sessions with her. And it was a highlight of the year for sure. Did you ever, see, I never heard back any feedback from you. How did you like the article I wrote about you? Oh, on the spot. You're she, lying. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I uh -oh. told Ty, I said, I don't you think she You haven't read the article? I don't think she gets the magazine. I wrote, so here's a shout out to Western Mule Magazine. I love Western Mule Magazine. Oh. And uh, I write for them every month. And I wrote an article about you and Nellie. No way. No, Molly, I need to get it. Oh. <laughs> Ty, you saved that for this moment. I've been saving it for this moment with Gail when you're recorded. I'm not taking you to dinner anymore. <laughs> hey, you find out who your friends are. You know. No. But... So anyways, I did. I wrote an article about it. Cool pictures. This guy took them. What? Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to find it. And yeah. Let's see. Let's see. That was June. I wrote it immediately after, so I think it was published Probably. in August. Oh. So, last month. Okay. That shouldn't be too hard to find. Yep. Last month. Anyways. But, yeah, we... 
we had the Tres Piedras Clinic, which is a trail riding clinic. Now, Megan didn't come on that, of course. Um, Shane did. He came yeah. out and hung out with me. Um, but every evening, we would do a little session. So the first ride was like one of my favorite first rides anybody's ever done. Oh. And usually, oh. <laughs> and usually when people cry on the first ride, <laughs> it's usually for different reason. Megan had a great first ride, and she still cried. I don't get it. <laughs> so let's talk about the first ride. Your whole from the beginning, talk about your emotion in detail. Um, like before, before the ride, all the things we talked about. Well, before, about. before was, you know, I think you said, oh yeah, you know, we'll be back about four o'clock. And I remember Sky and I were hanging out with the kids and I just tried to just be chill. But in the back of my mind, <laughs> oh my gosh, like I was sick to my stomach and like, how's this going to go? You know, I'm like, it's either going to be really, really good or it's not going to be good. Um, your mind can, your mind can wander on you with that yep. kind of stuff, huh? Um, well, I remember you being worried just a little because you hadn't spent as much time as you wanted because of everything that had gone on this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had COVID, um, and I was out of work for two months, March, April, and first part of May. It so, hit I mean, Gunnison really bad, and it hit Megan really bad. Yeah. yeah you were um, doing good. So, yeah, I mean, I lost, I felt like I lost two months of working with her. And, you know, even when I got back to riding, like, my endurance just wasn't there. And, um, you know, I work full time and I'm a mom. And so. And many other things, I will say. <laughs> busiest person I know. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I, I never feel like I have enough time with her or as much as I want. You know, so it was just. And I remember sitting there going, oh, wait, I wanted to do this with her. Oh, wait, I wanted to do that with her before I got on her. And it didn't happen. But um, so, yeah, I kind of worked myself up. And then, like, you got to calm down. And so I'd bring myself back down. And then Ty said, oh, yeah, we'll be back around 4 o'clock. And, I mean, I just remember the clock ticking. And so, like, <laughs> I got fast the, or slow? a little bit of both. But I got yeah. my anxiety up. Depend on her, like, her mental state at the time, whether it was going fast or slow. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, he's back. You know, we could hear, you know, see him coming back into camp. So my anxiety went up yeah. and then he was going to like untack and get a drink and hang out for a little bit. And so <laughs> then I was like a low again. So I think by the time I got out there, my adrenaline had, you know, <laughs> spiked and then dropped so many different times. Um, and then uh, my husband had gone to go fly fishing and left in the truck and my boots were in the truck. And oh, so I oh, forgot. That's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. So I didn't even have boots to ride in. Um, you still had good shoes. They were good enough. My tennis sneakers. <laughs> They're good enough. Yep. So my first ride was in for a good old. You made sure to post those pictures on the article too. With <laughs> all the trail runners. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, just kind of was like, all right, well, it's now or never. And, you know, this is the best possible situation, you know, to have Ty right there in my ear telling me what to do. And I feel like if it, if it hadn't been just set up just perfectly for us to go to Trace Piedras first and then Gunnison, like it just wouldn't have flowed as perfectly as it did that your mm -hmm. first few rides, you know, and maybe with the way you were feeling, maybe it would have been pushed back just, just enough that, you know, anyway, I just feel like it just, just seemed to lay out so perfectly. Do you remember the order of events when we did your first ride? Do you remember what you did first? If she blacked well, out. All three <laughs> no, just all I have no idea. Um, well, and I just want to say this really quick. I think the thing that I was most worried about 
is knowing that I had to trot and lope. Yeah, because yes. tell my rule. Yes. So within the first five minutes, walk, trot, lope, change directions, all with a whole turn lead. That's and right. I remember you being pretty well fine with everything else. You just knew he was going to make you lope that first five I mean, minutes. If, you got to get it over with. If I had to get on her and just walk, I, w I would have got on her six months before. Mm -hmm. But knowing how to trot and lope, and part of it is, you know, you get a new mule or horse, and it takes a little bit to get used to their gait and how they move yep. and how you sit them. You don't have that chance on that first ride. You are on, and whether it's you like it or not, you're you. trotting and you're loping, and you better set it. And so that was my biggest worry: was like, what if I get on and she's super choppy? And it's hard to sit or whatever. I mean, I've and I've watched her on the pasture move, and I mean, I thought she looked pretty smooth, mm -hmm. but that was my biggest anxiety. So yeah, um, and the other thing is, she's so dang big, and she doesn't have much withers, and so. <laughs> being worried about rolling the saddle, I already knew I was going to get on her from the fence, which we have practiced tons of times because we've done lots of fence work with her. So I wasn't worried. I mean, she naturally, well, just after so much work, she comes up to the fence really easy. But yeah, swinging the leg over. So we got, you got on, got on the on. fence, left's good. Of course, started with all the groundwork. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Transitions. Yep. Right. Okay. And then... You get on, and what do we do? Do you remember? Letter reflection. Yep. You're just going to go through the list. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted to make sure I had yeah. <laughs> a little bit of turn. Yep, we checked on reflection, and then we... Yep. But then you got to get forward motion. you got to get going. Yep. So that's the most important thing on the first ride is to move. you got to move. And there's so many people that hesitate, and they baby them along, and mm -hmm. they poke along because they're, they're scared. And I, I get it. You get it. You know, mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, there's emotions, but, you know, but you, you got to move. That's the most important thing. So that's why, like we said, I have to walk, trot, lope within the first five minutes of the first ride. And uh, you got to get that forward motion going. Because without forward motion, you can't do anything. So we got that. Yeah. We did it. I remember seeing your... Her face when your, she felt that lope. Your, your attention, and then it was like, oh, we're... We're good. We're, We're doing, doing this. It. <laughs> We're good. We're fine. And all she did, you know, was maybe a little head, you know, mm -hmm. shaking or, you know, there was just no. Just her head low. And... Yeah, just silly colt stuff. But, yeah, she didn't have, you didn't have any troubles. Nope. No big troubles. And my favorite part was the end of the ride. Because <laughs> how, how did you feel at the end of the ride when you got off? Um, Super emotional. Um. She was, she was bawling. <laughs> I was not bawling. <laughs> she was elated. Just, you know, just, I think no, that awesome. adrenaline and just, you know, it's not like I had just picked up a two-year-old, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I had spent so many years of, you know, this was my dream, you know? Um, it was just this overflow of emotion. I mean, I remember when she was just a baby, you know, when she was laying down and, you know, I'd go lay next to her with my arm over and I pet her and just look in between her ears and just thinking someday I'm going to be sitting and riding and looking between these ears. And so yeah. it was just this kind of like full circle. Like you've raised your child. <laughs> yeah. And they made good choices in their first, their first adult day. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I just have to say part of it, you know, the emotion was, um, Pappy who owns yes. sugar. He had, passed away in that time 
you know, just unexpected massive heart attack. So part of it was that emotional, like wishing, you know, he'd be able to see it, yeah. you know, and, but then it was also that like, we did it, Pappy, we you know, <laughs> we did it, you know, and just for her, I was so proud of her, you know, um, to me, it was my job to prepare her to have a really good first ride yeah. and I didn't want to let her down. You know, I didn't want it to be bad. I didn't want it to be something that we'd have to fix or overcome. So you just want to do right was, by her. I do. I mean, she's a great girl and just want to keep her moving forward and always positive rides. Mm -hmm. so. Ma Megan's uh, thing she says all the time is she just feels like she's not doing enough or working with her enough. And that's what coming here, you know, mm -hmm. you had said that you hadn't ridden her in how long and. Oh, I, before coming here, um, you know, work's been really busy for me. I'm a home health physical therapist, and, and I've been working overtime the last couple months, pretty much every single week. So um, I've still, even if I haven't had time to hop on her, you know, I'm still trying to do my groundwork. You know, even if it's just, you know, five minutes when I'm out there, at least it's something. You know, 10, 15 minutes. Yep. Just something. Consistency, um, just yeah. little bites, little tries, little efforts at a time. They add up and make the big difference. So today was your 20, what? Today was Six. 26. 26th ride, and that was three months, been three months, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, 26 rides in three months, and that's, you know, I've, uh, it's, it's interesting because I've, I've got this little bit of change from what I used to do, you know. Because if you asked me five years ago, I'd say, Oh, Megan, start that mule and you keep on going, put a year on it and, you know, but I've, I've learned a little bit more about how they process and how they learn and how they, the soak time makes a difference. And I've noticed that with her too, you know, I would kick myself, I even, I made a little calendar where I would, you know, write down the, what number ride it was, what we did, something, you know, memorable, memorable about it. Um... You know, like my friend Lisa, who has mules and follows Ty and Sky and and listens clinics. to this podcast. I need to get Lisa on the podcast. I do. do. <laughs> um, but that was a pretty exciting moment. Um, we had, you know, been down at the ranch, and a couple people came down, and we were just doing trail obstacles, and we've got like a big mattress out there and a bridge and a roping dummy, and so we were playing around, and I had kind of ridden her in the round pen, brought her out, and I looked at Lisa and said, "You want to ride her?" She's like, can I? Sure. <laughs> so, you know, that was another exciting thing. I think it was ride like 19, maybe 18. And to watch somebody else get on her and be able to have her walk up and over a bridge. I mean, she, she had her walk up, stop on top of the bridge, pause, relax, walk off it, walk over a mattress. That was, you know, and then because she follows Ty too, you know, she had her rolling her hinds and, you know, doing everything yep. that we work on. So to have somebody else be able to get on her and do the same thing that I can do was yeah. pretty special. And Lisa didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> She's so funny. I had I have had Shane on her before that. Yeah. So Shane I mean, only in the round pen, but Shane did get on her and um, that Shane's was, her son. Who's thirteen? Um, and that was pretty exciting too, because you know he was very envious of your getting to do a first ride and yeah. riding Nelly, and so that's where this whole getting a yearling came from. Well, right? and he was just amazed by, 
you know, how soft she is too, you know, because Ty is always saying seat, legs, reins. And so he automatically after, you know, our other mule, he, I've been trying to get him to refine his riding a little bit. And he automatically went to rain to turn Nelly. And I said, no, use your seat first, use your outside leg. And it, his face, just that light up of the aha moment of, oh my gosh, this is what Ty means. <laughs> this seat, is what it's supposed legs. to feel like. And she came off the round pen rail and he was just like, so he just spent 10, 15 minutes just doing circles and serpentines with her, just using his seat and leg. So it's awesome. Yeah. So it was really cool to see him get on. And have her do that. I think it was right, fourteen or fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, She's wild. Well, and I think we need to go back to ride three, yeah. <laughs> no four. So we did three rides in Trace Piedras. Came back on Sunday, took a day off. We got there Sunday night, and then fourth <laughs> ride. Um, Ty made me ride in the arena at the Gunnison County it's Fairgrounds. huge. Which is what? What's, how big it's, is that thing? I don't even 200 know. 200 by... It's like 200 by 120, I think. Something. It's a big arena. It's huge. And I don't know why I was more scared to ride her in that arena than I was to go out on a trail ride. I think because I ponied her out there so much. And she's been at the fairgrounds. She's done all the foundation clinics. But to me, a big arena seemed way more scary and open than <laughs> out on a trail. <laughs> I have no idea why. Now you can run into a tree out on the trail. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we did. We got on and, you know, she was a little, I was a little nervous riding her, which I'm sure translated to her. She was a little. She was a little antsy, antsy. that day. And but you end up doing the clinic. and We worked it out. But nope. then you made me. Yeah, we went out. But then we loaded her up and we went to Mill Creek. That's and we went, right. on, and we went on a trail ride. Before the clinic, right? Yeah, so yes. that's, yeah, so. So we went out, ride ride four, we went out on a trail ride with her. She was awesome. And I remember you started out first, and you were on Lariat. Yep. And we didn't go very far, and all of a sudden, Nellie's just walking out, and she kind of passed you up, and yep. I'm going, is this okay? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's one thing I always have loved about her. She's always been very, like, independent and confident, and I'd always hoped that that would um, translate over to the trail and... You know, she'll look at something, but nothing really truly bothers her a whole lot. You know, she's very confident to walk out and lead on a trail ride. She did one little, like, side ice. Yeah, at the very beginning. dip, and that was it. Yep. You know. Across water, good. Everything was good. She didn't want to leave the water. No. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) She just wanted to sit there and drink and play in it. it. Yeah. So then we... And then Tuesday... Was that when we went up to Obi Joyful with Lisa? Yep. So you had another was, trail ride. I was planning on riding one of Lisa's mules. I hadn't even planned on taking her, mm-hmm. but she did so well that yep. it was like, all right, let's take her. And you had Ty's peer pressure. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> it. what you'll do when Ty tells you, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> She's fine. Just do it. Yeah, she did really good. Yep. yep. And then we went into the clinic. We rode again Wednesday just in the arena. Yep. That was six. And then ride seven was the clinic. Seven, eight, nine, and then and nine was cow working. Cow working. So ninth yeah. ride. That's another of the good pictures in the article. Gosh. <laughs> okay, peer pressure <laughs> and guilt. <laughs> guilt, exactly. Guilt. But yeah, she did. I mean, that was awesome. That what a heck of a way to start a meal, though, huh? It was like, just right so there. perfect. You got all those things done. Yeah. You got the 
the first rides, because I feel like Ty and I always talk about, you know, people are so scared of the first ride, but it's usually the couple rides after that that are the... Because the first ride, everybody's paying attention. It's yeah. when you start letting your, your guard down or not being on your toes, so to speak, to handle things. And, and you're asking more questions as you the go. The more questions you ask, the tougher it gets. The more things come up, you know. So, um, yeah, you got the first ride. Then you got the few rides after the first ride. You got your trail ride. You got a whole clamp done. And you got to work cows. Yep. <laughs> Which was so much fun. It was. All with us. Yep. And a lot of people wish they could hang out with us and start cults like that, you know, yeah. and it doesn't, you know, usually just doesn't Most work out. Most people get three days. Yeah, usually they get a cult start and then, you know, three days. And then, then good luck. Like, well, good luck. Hope you <laughs> keep it up. And a lot of them don't. There's, we've yeah. done a few cult startings and they don't keep it up. And that's unfortunate. Well, well, like we said, that's where it can get a little bit harder before it gets a little easier. Because yep. you got to, uh, my problem that I have, I think, admitted on this podcast when I did mine was that I, I have a hard time knowing when they're ready for the next step. So that's mm -hmm. what the best thing I think having Ty there for you was being able to tell you, yeah, she's ready. Like, let's go. But am I get ready? On, <laughs> get on that. Yeah, get to loafing. No, get on that trail, you know. <laughs> yeah, it helps to have have somebody there to help you and everything. Well, and that was the hard part, too, is loping in that big arena. You know, it was big. one thing to lope in a round pen. Mm -hmm. um, I think I referred to her as the drunk giraffe. <laughs> the drunk because, giraffe, yep. Because she's just so leggy and long-necked and trying to keep her centered underneath me and trying to lope in that arena she kind of drop a shoulder and cut in and but trying to just keep her going just to get the lope for a couple mm. strides and her half sister is re-out of the camel yeah so with <laughs> a giraffe and the camel, giraffe and camel. <laughs> yeah, zoo. um but transitions you know that's another big thing that i think i worked on a lot in the round pen was just having her free and work on speed control in the round pen you know we worked on that slow walk fast walk moving up into the trot, back down to a walk. So I did a ton of transitions on the ground. And so it translated really nicely into the saddle of just getting a couple strides at the lope and then sitting back down and bringing her back to the trot, bringing her back down to the walk. And it does. You need speed to be able to stop. <laughs> yeah. The better you can move foot, the better you can stop a foot. Yep. It was proven to me. I'm, I believe it. <laughs> and now you've... We're here in Iowa, and you drove across the country to hang out with us. Yeah. We're farther. Yeah, you drove. You drove how many hours? Fifteen uh, hours 15 to be hours. here, and oh we only gosh. live five hours from you. Yeah. <laughs> it helped that the you gotta take was advantage here. of you where you are. Yeah. But, well, yeah, that's, but that's, we're never there though. That's I know. part of it. That's partly why we came here was because of the colt. The colt who yep. was an hour away from the clinic, and so to me it was a perfect set up for Shane to be able to pick up this colt and try him for three days at the clinic and make sure it's going to work. And you went from your first rides where we're not very particular and and today we're can you ask lots of particular questions good questions about moving that mule and mm -hmm. you're getting a lot of good stuff done. Yeah. And she's you know our mulemanship one class is often a little uh, rambunctious the first day <laughs> Yep. and we have a how many 15, 15 in the class is that including you yeah yeah, yeah so uh anyway and nelly was just looked like a, a seasoned been there done that she just hanging out looking calm looking she like did she's good. seen it seen it all very just good in, and very quiet she's done really well 
And it's just like Ty has said, five minutes a day, just those little, those little things can add up. Yep, little pieces at a time. Almost like I was, I was thinking today. We was talking about Riata earlier, and I've rode, I've been riding Riata for three years now. But in that three years of time, I don't think I have eight months of work, mm-hmm. eight months of riding straight. I mean, well, definitely not straight through, but to it together, I don't think I have that much time. Like if you add it up, if I add it all up. I don't think I have eight months on her, you know. But it's just a little spread out here and a little spread out there. And even the days I do ride, it was kind of like the clinic today here, you know. I do my little fifteen-minute demonstration at the beginning of the class and then the rest of the time i'm mostly just sitting on her and i'll do small demos little short demos and then just hang out so 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 even when you do get a ride in it's not a lot of time yeah most of those rides are 15 minute rides you know even though maybe i'm sitting on her for three hours (laughs) but i'm not riding you know but yeah just being consistent little pieces and they learn so to is there anything else you want to Add about um, Nellie's yeah. journey. Yeah, or your experiences raising mules or, or her. And I think it's about. just being consistent, you know, and being their leader. Um, you know, the couple times we've gotten into trouble, she looks to me, you know, to help her figure it out. That's good. Um, That's the ultimate goal. Definitely. So, well, that kind of... Answers Answers your, my last question too, because I was going to say, what you know, what advice would you give for anything? But that kind of sums it up. It's so. Perfect. Yeah, just being Anyways. consistent and having fun. And I think, like you, we've talked about before, is just you know being forgiving. They're not doing it in spite of you. Just yes. move, move on, especially with a colt, because they're going to do stuff that you're just like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> but you just have to just keep moving through it, and it all evens out in the end one thing i like to say about colts well about all of them is just because they do it once doesn't make it a thing mm-hmm. for better or for the worse like just because they had you had one good stop doesn't mean they stopped good but also just because you had one little spook doesn't mean that you now have a spooky meal like it doesn't yeah. make a thing so that kind of goes what we talked about earlier not labeling mm-hmm. and you but. can see that with jack too you know this is going to be another fun journey with yep. Shane's new Colt Jack, and, um, you know, like, yesterday, you know, I could tell Shane was a little worried, and yep. he was, he was he, looking like he felt like he bit a little more off than he could chew, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> for a moment there. Yeah, Shane choked a little for a second. <laughs> yeah. Right, but, um, gulp. but he, it worked out that, you know, that mule was, he's having a tough time with it. I had a tough time with it when I went to help him. I yeah. Mean, it wasn't like it was easy for me. Well, he moved all the way across the arena. Yeah. He had a little scanning. Yep. So. But, but then today, I mean, it's amazing. Better. Yeah. So, little by little. He's a whole new mule today. I'm excited to see him tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Well. Have fun with those babies. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's almost time for our potluck. Yeah, so. This is Ty's highlight of the clinics. This is the only reason he does clinics. It's, it's for the potlucks. Potluck, yeah. He's not about so, to miss it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Megan. Thank you, guys. For being on here. Thank you for all your help in you're my welcome. journey. Well, you're the one doing the work. So, good job. Well, that's just it, you know. Ty can give you all the instruction you need, but it comes down to the person you gotta do getting it, after you know? it and doing it themselves. Because, like Ty says all the time, it doesn't matter what I can do with them. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's all about you. Yep. Well, 
I think that's a good place to end. So thank you guys for listening. Um, if I could ask you guys a favor, uh, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you would leave us a five-star review. Do you think we deserve five stars? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I think answer. so. Good answer, Megan. <laughs> She's just feeling guilty. Or you at least have to give me, give me the magazine and then I'll <laughs> give you a five-star. But if you could leave us a review, we'd be so grateful to you. Make sure you check us out on all the social media platforms. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, YouTube, and, of course, our website, tsmules.com. So thank you guys, and uh, we'll catch you down the road.